Corporate America and the military lead where the government will not. This is TFG Unbuttoned. It's the Focus Group Unbuttoned with Tim Bennett and John Nash. An off-the-cuff take on politics, pop culture, and current events. Hello, everyone. Tim Bennett here with John T. Nash, and this is the Tuesday Podcast TFG Unbuttoned. Unbuttoned is a spinoff of our long-running show, The Focus Group, now in our 15th year, Mr. Nash. Can you believe that? 15. 15 years. <laughs> so discover all of our media and download our past episodes at focusgroupradio.com. You'll also see our sponsor there of TFG Unbuttoned, Critics' Choice Video. Please support them and uh, get to them by clicking on their link at our website, focusgroupradio.com. So, Mr. Nash, did you did the Easter Bunny come come visit you? Did you stay in the city? We were in town. Um, we we kind of Bob and I are both not Easter fans, to be honest with you. Um, and once we figured that out, we're like, oh, we got to deal with Easter and the family stuff. But we went to a friends of ours who had moved um, out of town when the lockdown happened because um, one of them had a, took a job down in uh, Maryland. They came up and they had what they called a third night seder. So. Passover coincided with Easter this year and Seder or Passover was like Friday and Saturday, I think. And there's no such thing as a third night of, of Passover or a third Seder, but they do this, um, this get together every year and it's, they, they make it a third night and they have, we thought it was going to be uh, just a couple people. They had like 50 people wow. and they had a space they had gotten, they had it catered and we, and they did the whole Seder thing and there was games and, uh, you know, and ultimately I met a lot of people, a lot of fun conversations. And uh, it was a great time, and it was Sunday, <laughs> so um, that was a nice way to uh, to spend that holiday. And uh, they do the readings. Also, they do all the readings and everything. Mike uh, is, uh, yeah, he's a rabbi, oh, okay. uh, or had had been for a while. So he has he did most of the readings and some songs, and and it was interesting. It was uh, you know um, lots of fun, and it was just great to see our friends who haven't been in town for quite a while, and. Uh, yeah, and then on Saturday, I got to do a nice uh, bike ride with my friend Adam, who I haven't seen in a while. And other than that, you know, checked in with the folks. And, and then this other thing popped up that um, I, I wonder if you've seen this. Like, so, you know, there's a couple of people and names that are always in the news that are always churning things up. Like one of them is like, like a Tucker Carlson, right? right? Did you see this thing about some documentary he made about the male testosterone problem in the United States? <laughs> Where was it? No. Oh, it you Fox, have got Fox News or where was it? it it's going to be. I think it. I think it's going to be airing on Fox. But the, the he did a trailer that they dropped online, and if you look for this thing, you'll find the trailer. <laughs> it has to be the most homoerotic thing I've ever seen in my life. In fact, there's one scene where a naked guy. You don't see anything um, scandalous, but you know he's naked and he and and there's he's standing in front of like a pylon and there's a red light shining on his crotch. And this was somehow this is remember years ago you or months ago you did a caught your eye about people who would suntan their perineum. Yeah. You know and the tank. Well this is that yeah the, this was along those lines and and this is and how male the the male testosterone is dropped because of all this affirmative action and women's rights. I mean he has these <laughs> So if you ever, and you don't spend your time here, but if you went to Twitter to see what people were saying about this, it was hilarious because one guy's like, well, Carl, well, Tucker, let me tell you all the chemicals in the environment from all the, all your friends in industry. He had, he went eh, down this oh whole God. list of everything that's to, to blame that happens to be something that 
the right wing loves. I just shake my head and I, I just look at all this. And I'm like, you know, I, I, when I was riding with Adam on Saturday, I, I brought this up. He goes, I haven't watched the news in a while. I said, well, how do you get your news? He goes, I read the, the Times. Sometimes I check out, you know, our station here in New York one, which is really just truly news, you know, like a bus is going to be late today. Or <laughs> um, and I thought, wow, I should be checking out because it's just crazy, right? Well, Tuckums, as they call him on MSNBC, doesn't didn't he? He's got a little bromance with uh, our former OutQ mate, uh, Dave Rubin. Dave Rubin's on there quite a bit, and you know maybe there was something to the homoerotic part of that. Well, I don't know. I you, who knows, right? I mean, is, is, and, Tucker, and Dave, is Carlson married? Yes, yeah, he is. Don't you remember there was this incident where uh, uh, he and his wife and kids were in some general store somewhere? I forget what state they were in, and someone. And, uh, I think, I think the kids were wearing masks. I don't know how this worked, but, but the stranger came up and began berating them about something with masks or some mandate thing. And the joke was that this is what Tucker Carlson was telling his listeners to do to other people, especially the libs own the libs by, you know, complaining about this or that or the mask thing. And so someone did it to him and he went ballistic. He, they, they were going to file restraining orders and all this other crap. So it's the hypocrisy of do as I say, not as right. I do. You know, well, maybe the <laughs> maybe the cigarettes are the smoking effects that is testosterone. I used to see him grabbing a, a a secret smoke outside when I would come in on Saturdays. You know, because Sirius XM was right across the street from from Fox News. Yep, that's right. He'd be out there, and I always wanted to say something to him, but I never did. But I would just smile because he was out there having a cig. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, so that's uh, that's that's what's going on. So our uh, we have three stories today, and two of them um, relate to our opening, which was about how the government uh, seems to once again be falling behind. But thanks to corporate America and the military, uh, they at least seem to be on track to uh, do things the right way. Our first story is the Air Force is helping service members get out of anti-trans states. I was surprised by this when I when I read this. Uh, this came from an article uh, on CNN. It says, uh, Air Force is helping service members get out of anti-trans states with at least 15 states enacting or considering bans on gender-affirming care for transgender youth. The U.S. Air Force is offering medical, legal, and relocation assistance to service members whose families have been harmed by laws. And so they've decided that uh, if they're airmen, are people that would be affected by all of these anti-trans laws that are being enacted across the country, that the Air Force will try to move people to states that are more friendly so that uh, people could either get care for themselves or their children and families if need be, which uh, I thought was, um, I, I, I must say I was surprised. I think they're the only service branch that's doing it, right? Currently, yeah, uh, that was something the report was uh, quick to point out was that the Air Force currently is the only branch of the military doing this. But I don't, I imagine that others may follow suit because it's, the thing that I was fascinated by was um, this goes to the core of something interesting to me. You know, uh, you think of Air Force, I think of the actual, you know, um, service member, but oftentimes they have families, they move from base to base, right? So if you're um, a serviceman and you're married and you have children and one of the child, one of your children uh, is in line to get, you know, gender affirming care, et cetera, et cetera, 
this is an amazing thing that you're the service that you're uh, a part of would recognize where your base is at and recognize also that it may soon be impossible for you to get that care or even talk about it. Right. right. And then move you to a different part of the country and, and help you out. I think it's a, again, um, you know, with the exception of don't ask, don't tell the military has always been at the forefront of, um, inclusion. On, and, and integration in many ways. It's not always come at their own beckoning. You know, it has sometimes it has to have, had to come through law or through uh, order from the Pentagon, but they roll with it, right? Yeah, and they've always been, as you said, particularly when they had to integrate the integrate the services with either gender or um, with with uh, with ethnic group with race. With race, yeah. they've uh, they've led. So it's uh, I was glad to see this, and uh, but once again, you just shake your head because. Well, you just shake your head, which leads to the next story about. <laughs> well, you just shake your yeah. I so, agree. so yeah. this headline is Yelp, Bumble, and Apple are now covering abortion travel, which is a sensational headline. But reproductive rights or reproductive care for women, and uh, so corporate America has decided to take the role of helping women that need re- uh, reproductive care, or um, in many cases, having an abortion, to travel to other states. Um, because a number of states are starting to either enact uh, abortion bans, which federally they're legal. A woman has a right to choose, but uh, these states have decided that they're going to, particularly uh, Oklahoma just recently, Kentucky and uh, Texas have uh, very strict um, laws now against a, a woman's right to choose or have they, they've closed down uh, the opportunity for a woman to to have the choice. So Yelp has announced uh, this past week that they're going to join a slew of other companies to pay for employees to travel out of state to access care uh, in other parts of the country or other states that actually will offer reproductive care or allow women to legally get an abortion. And, you know, this comes into a number of issues as to whether, do you really want to bring this into the workplace? Does somebody need to know that you are making this decision? Uh, So there's a whole slew of privacy things there. But I was watching this on the news as well uh, before this story popped up about the number of states that are just um, trying to outright ban a woman's right to choose. And they're expecting maybe the Supreme Court may agree in June, right? This is all predicated on their interpretation of the hearing that happened at the Supreme Court about this issue. You know, how everybody tries to game it by uh, analyzing the questions that certain justices asked and, and, you know, we think this, we think that. The Supreme Court could come out with a completely different decision than a lot of people are expecting, which could literally just roll back all the state stuff. I, I'm not hopeful. I, I look at the composition of the court and I look at where a lot of people are at on this. But, you know, it never ceases to amaze me that I think the number is 72 or 67 or I uh, know 72 or 74 percent of Americans support a woman's right to choose and, and to acknowledge that it's part of reproductive health. Um, so to have these states already enacting this, and I think was I mistaken in Oklahoma did this only because Texas did this a while ago, and so many people are leaving, driving across border right. to get access to care that they're like, well, okay, we better shut this down. Um, it is a, uh, it's an interesting one, and you you said something a moment ago, which really is the center of this article, which is this is an incredible privacy issue, and the implications are pretty high. So the level of trust you're going to have to have with your employer to go to HR, to close the door and say, here's the situation, 
I need this, this, and this. Right. I mean, so, you know, I'm hoping, um, I'm hopeful that if this is the case and they're providing this service, this is wonderful, but at the same time, they're going to have to provide a, a sense of, um, you know, trust and stability that the information that's being shared behind closed doors stays there forever and ever. Right? <laughs> well, this, this to me too, uh, also goes to the hypocrisy of a lot of these yahoos that are, uh, supportive of taking these rights away from women. They're the same ones who are, don't, you know, my body, my choice. I'm not doing the vaccination. Don't tell me I have to take a vaccination. Oh, really? You don't want somebody telling you what to do with your body yet. You want to tell a woman what to do with her body. Oh yeah, no, no. There's a there was an article I read literally this morning about a representative in Oklahoma who I believe he and his wife. Um, it's reported that that they as a couple had she had to have two abortions. I'm I'm not sure. I think there were medical reasons. The daughter may have because I think he's he has he's kids and then but but this is the the part I loved. He prayed for forgiveness to God. Mm. Who did forgive him, and then he voted to uh, restrict a woman's rights to have reproductive health in his state because God forgave him of his past transgressions. So he's it's okay to you know. <laughs> I don't even know how you square that as a as a legislator who has been elected to enact you know bills in the public interest, public being writ large, not just some one or two people that you're trying to please. Just blows my mind. And, and, and I don't uphold law. Yeah. Right? I, I don't know why people don't call out the hypocrisy more. It's just, it's just blows my mind. And, and I love that one. God forgave him. Okay. Well, <laughs> well you know, John, if, Rob, if you pay a little money and you pray to God, a lot of things can get taken care of. You know, I do believe if you remember your history, <laughs> no religion, they... right? You pay a little money, pray to God, you're all done. Well, do you remember, did you learn this in the middle ages? Uh, you could you could pay to have a sin expunged by buying an indulgence. Do you remember the indulgences? <laughs> In medieval times, you could buy an indulgence, and that would automatically wipe something off the slate when you gave money. Now, you look at that right away and say to yourself, hmm, that's kind of, huh, okay. <laughs> well, you understand. Yeah, well, you understand, of course. You understand. It's, it's just, uh, just craziness. But, yeah, so, um, so these companies, it, it'll be, I hope, I hope you're right. I hope the Supreme Court does surprise us, surprise us, and uh, a lot of this nonsense just stops. But I, it reaffirms the constitutional right that women have had for fifty plus years right. to to their own health care. I, I did wonder, you know, this being four twenty week since uh, Wednesday is four twenty, <laughs> yes. but is this similar to? And I, I wondered about this, and I thought you might know better. Is this similar to what these states are doing? Similar to states that have that have. Uh, going up against the federal government by legalizing cannabis cannabis uh, i think this is a little different um although you have an interesting point because the states are behaving in a way that's like okay you can shut us down in fact wasn't it when um the the last guy took office and jeff sessions was the attorney general there was a lot of fear in the legal, in the cannabis industry that he was going to enforce federal drug laws, right. which still state that cannabis is a class one drug and it's, it's uh, regulated by the federal government. That didn't happen because some of the biggest states, including Colorado, who um, I think Mike Lee hails from Colorado, right? A um, lot of revenue there. And they're like, uh -uh, we don't want you touching that. It's a state's rights thing. But it's not going to get solved anytime soon. But you're right. They're turning a blind eye to it. Right. But this is a case where the federal government 
is and not able to do much of anything because the states are enacting these 15-week bans in anticipation of something that and then let's not forget when what happened in Texas when the Supreme when they passed that law that dared the Supreme Court to to act because that was one that would turn people into vigilantes. If you know your neighbors getting abortion, you can turn them in and get a reward. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Who invents that? Like, right? How un-American is that? Yeah. At least that's my t- I really think a lot of this behavior is completely not what I was taught America was about, but that's me. Oh, that's why it's gonna be civil war. The uh, next up, that's <laughs> our final story. The fun story that I read. Apparently, uh, so it, the headline is "Ravenous Javelina Traps Itself in Arizona Vehicle, Destroys Car in a Hunt for Cheetos." So, first of all, I didn't know I didn't know what a javelina was. So that's really why I read this initially, um, and then I laughed when it said there was it was a Subaru wagon. But it's so a javelina is a boar-like creature. Uh, this happened in Arizona. It's also nicknamed the skunk pig. But apparently a lesbian must have left some Cheetos in her Subaru wagon. And this javelina got in there and uh, ate the Cheetos and then destroyed the car, put it in neutral, and it rolled, uh, rolled down the driveway. <laughs> and uh, so I just laughed about the, laughed about the whole thing of how, how did this, this animal get in there? And, uh, and then the cop just kind of shrugged. Ah, everybody loves Cheetos. <laughs> Everybody loves Cheetos. The, the thing that I, all right, so if you don't know what, the, it looks sort of like a boar, as Tim said, but I think it's a smaller version of that. I do, it doesn't seem to have those little tusk horn things that boars have. Um, the thing that I gravitated to here, though, that caught my eye really was the notion that the javelina got in the car, rooted around, got the Cheetos. I, I think it went in through the hatchback, maybe the door closed or something, but in its attempt to get out, you said it put the car in neutral, which then let it roll down the driveway, and it just kind of stopped under a tree. Do they not use an emergency? Well, probably not. I mean, I every time I turn the, put the car in park and get ready to turn off the ignition, I pull the brake up, right? I mean, don't you do, don't you do the same thing? I do, but you know what I thought was is this was probably an old Subaru, which Subaru is one of the last manufacturers still made a number of cars with manual shifts. And so I expected this was probably a Loyal station wagon, which uh, okay. you know, Fred Flintstone drove that. He beat in a foot race. So my guess is because a, a, a automatic car, unless you put your foot on the brake, you can't get it out of gear. Oh, oh, okay. So my, I, yep. so my guess is this thing, as it was scrambling around to get out after it finished the, the Cheetos, um, probably knocked the shift out of the gear into neutral, which made it roll. And you're right. If they did have the emergency brake on, it wouldn't have moved. But, um, but a lot of people don't use them, surprisingly. A lot of people don't mm. use their emergency brakes. We always do. I always do. I put it on. Even when I'm on a flat land, I put it on. Yep. Same here. But yeah, I laughed. And uh, when I... <laughs> you and I laughed because we thought, you know, there we go. Subaru once again, getting some good press. And a bag of Cheetos. Bag Never of Cheetos. hurts. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us. As you know, our friends uh, here at TFG and Button since our start has uh, been Critics' Choice Video. And uh, you can get there by going to focusgroupradio.com and clicking on the Critics' Choice Video logo. They're America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987. And uh, they have lots of great things going on, uh, deals and sales going on, as they always do, from new releases to uh to free shipping and um some other special codes depending upon volumes that you purchase but it's always a great time to uh to pick up some great media at critics choice video 
And uh, Mr. Nash, did you see anything this week that uh, you liked? Yeah, you know, you, on their homepage. So first, always get a catalog. It, you can get one mailed to you. I love it. Nonlinear shopping. It's fantastic. And on the homepage, they're profiling two movies, two titles that were released today, the 19th, and they are coming to you from the Criterion Collection. So we know that they're going to look amazing. They cleaned up the prints. They probably did a great job on the soundtrack, and they probably threw in there a lot of extra material. The first one is a movie that I have not seen in a long time called The Girl Can't Help It, starring Jane Mansfield. And if you hear the Bob Moss, Bob, mob boss Fats Murdoch leaned on press agent Tom Miller, Tom Ewell, to ignite the pop singing career of his reluctant arm candy, Jerry Jordan, played by Jane Mansfield. I mean, I don't even need to go on. Already it's set up to be, you know, the, the movie has Little Richard, Fats Domino, Julie London, <laughs> The Platters. There's apparently a lot of music acts in here. And the other one that they just released I had not heard of is called Miracle in Milan. And uh, star, and, and I don't even, I've never heard of this, but I thought, well, if Criterion puts it on their list, it must be good. So check out those titles and all the titles you want to shop at, at uh, or shop for at Criteria, at Critics' Choice Video, America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987. And as Tim said, you get to them by going to us, focusgroupradio.com, and clicking on the Critics' Choice logo. And we want to thank them again for being part of our show and we want to thank you for tuning in and spending time with us check out the focus group on wednesday from 1 to 2 p.m eastern standard time that's when we release the video on youtube and facebook and of course all our media is available at focusgroupradio.com have a great week it's the focus group unbuttoned with tim bennett and john nash available every tuesday learn more about tim and john unbuttoned and all of the focus group platforms at focusgroupradio.com 